Hello, and welcome to the Cleverly Changing Podcast. Our podcast is all about learning how to educate your kids. I'm one of the hosts, Elle, and this is episode 26. If you are a new listener, we are excited to have you join us. I'm an entrepreneur, mom to twin girls, and this podcast is not only for parents who homeschool their children, but it is for all parents who want to supplement their children's education. Our goal is to provide you with encouragement, insight about African history, and support as a parent and home educator. New episodes are uploaded bi-weekly, so please remember to subscribe and share. Today's African proverb is, you don't teach a giraffe to run. It's now time for the word of the episode. Today's word of the episode is brought to you by the Zulu language. Abazale. Abazale means parents. For today's Cleverly Cultured Kids section, we have a report about a famous American artist named Vashti Harrison. Can you tell us a little bit about this amazing artist? Um, well, Vashti is from Olney, Virginia, and got a bachelor's in media studies and studio art from Virginia University in 2010. She also got a master's in fine arts in film from California from the California Institute Institute of the Arts. She has written four films, um, about half of which are rooted in Caribbean heritage and folklore. One of them is Field Notes, a visual guide to the spiritual culture of Trinidad and Tobago, 16, which is the coming of age story of her mother's childhood. Forged from the Love of Liberty, which is a poem about curses and superstitions, and Hair Love, which she um, animated, which is a positive relation, which is about a positive relationship between um, a father and his daughter. Um, Vashti Harrison has written six books, done the illustrations for five books, and done the covers for three books. Welcome to another Cleverly Changing Podcast. I am your host, Elle, and I have a guest with me today. We are very excited to talk to Candace. And Candace, I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about your background. Awesome. So thanks so much. Um, so yes, my name is Candace. Um, I currently um, do a lot of media-related things. I work as a freelance writer, and I have a podcast as well. Um, and I was actually homeschool K through 12, which was a really exciting experience for me. Um, and that is, yeah, that's kind of like a general overview. <laughs> that's really awesome. I think it's so important for us parents who 
are on our home journey, um, homeschooling journey now to hear from people who have done it before. Because I think, you know, it's kind of a new thing in our generation that is very popular to homeschool. It's not, you know, new in terms of like the founding fathers were homeschooled. It definitely was done before, but it's not necessarily the popular um, way to educate your kids today. And so to be able to hear from people who are not old and, you know, <laughs> not to say it like that, but it's true, like modern people who are homeschooled and you see, you know, it's just a confirmation that your kid isn't going to turn out weird. Exactly. Like some people. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I think that, um, and it's so, it's so funny to me that you say that because it's true. It's kind of like, I feel that you know, as you said, it's, it's been around for a long time. And I think even for my generation, kind of like 90s kids, you had like this huge kind of emergence. It was like a little burst of it. And then it's kind of, I feel like it's almost like a wave of kind of up and down as I've gotten older. Like I've definitely met more people where I went from being a kid and it was really weird to growing up and everyone at least knew one person who was doing this. So I think it's, it's definitely good to hear like on the back end of people who are, have actually gone through the process and just seeing how their lives have, um, have panned out instead of just always seeing it as a kid. So that's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So I'm so happy that, that you're willing to talk to us today because I know um, my husband was homeschooled, but he was only schooled at only homeschooled until I think fourth okay. grade. So it's not totally foreign to um, me and my family, but it is, um, you know, for me, I always get excited when I hear from somebody who was homeschooled mm -hmm. because it's like, there, you can't tell the difference. You're like, right. there's no mark. It's so funny. Like, I remember even, um, and like for everyone listening, like, so I'm 27, so I'm like a few years out of college, but it was funny. Like, even when I went away to school and people would talk and they would say like, oh, like what high school did you go to or whatever? And I was like, oh, I'm homeschooled. And then everyone would just stop and say like, really? Like, I would have never guessed. Like, I can't tell. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's their way of saying exactly. something. <laughs> but it's, it's just, it's great to, um, to hear from you and just to be able to, to learn. So my first question is, what are some of the greatest strengths that you learned while you were homeschooled? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, there's already so many things that I can think about. Um, I would say definitely the first thing is you you really develop, I think, kind of a, an intellectual independence in a sense in that um, you, obviously, a lot of people homeschool differently. We were very traditional in the fact that um, my mom and then my dad later on did most of the teaching. So it was kind of like we bought curriculums and kind of developed curriculums. And I know there's a lot of people who homeschool as well, like in groups um, with more traditional teachers. But overall, you really learn to research and seek out things academically for yourself, I think, in ways that isn't necessarily um, common in a traditional academic setting where you're kind of used to like the teacher lecturing and like doing certain things. There's so much discovery and curiosity that you develop in a homeschool environment. And I think that was something that I learned that was amazing. And I think it was also 
really good for me to learn kind of efficiency. You know, you don't end up with a lot of, I don't want to say wasted time, but you, you kind of, you get up in the morning and you kind of go about your business and you get right to um, your classes and you don't have kind of like all of these other in-between things that we often fill our times with um, in traditional school settings. So I think those were the biggest strengths I had was like learning independently, being curious and being very focused um, with my schoolwork. That's awesome. I think when I went to college, I definitely met several students who were homeschooled. And what I loved about them is something that you touched on. Um, You mentioned um, efficiency and intellectual Mm -hmm. independence. For me, I noticed their motivation. They, They had a drive that was very unique to them. Like I was driven because I wanted to, you know, get my money's worth and and finish, but it was definitely something that was connected to the material Mm -hmm. that they felt like there was some connection with the material that I didn't quite have. Like I was, I was working for the Mm -hmm. grade and I felt like they were learning to learn. You know, I love that you say that because I think you said that so well, because that I think was literally the slight disconnect I felt a little bit in that transition into like a collegiate environment as well, because things obviously like we had grades, but it was always, the goal was always to make sure that I understood what was happening, that I learned that I, you know, I didn't just know how to solve the math problem, but that I understood how to do it. And I understood how to get through struggles with it, or that I understood why something happened in history and why it mattered versus um, I think changing that academic setting, everything felt more kind of results-based and grade-based and whatever you have to do to like, remember this information or get a certain grade out and, you know, just be done with it. And so I think you explained that so well, because you do focus more on the process of learning and growing as an individual than you do, you know, I need to get this test done or I need to, you know, get certain grades. Yeah, I I think it's, you know, it's definitely something that exists. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know that it was a factor until I actually saw um, homeschool kids. I didn't, I didn't grow up in an area where it was Mm -hmm. common. So I want to say just growing up, I went to public school and then private school, but I had only met one family um, during that time span who Mm -hmm. homeschooled. So it was definitely unique to see it. And I, I definitely, um, at the time, I didn't know that when I had my own kids, I would embark upon the same journey. But I did say, wow, you know, it was something I admired about mm-hmm. them um, from afar. So it definitely is something that exists. And when you mentioned it, it was something that I could say, wow, it, you know, it wasn't just unique yeah. to them. It's something that does exist in the space. Earlier, you mentioned that your mother homeschooled you at first, and then your mm-hmm. dad. Um, sometimes in the homeschooling families, dads aren't necessarily the most visible in terms of hands-on mm-hmm. education. And I love that um, you're, you mentioned that your dad definitely taught you or guided you. I like to say the parents are the guides because really the students learn how to learn on their own, especially as they matriculate. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you kind of... I guess, expound on the role that your dad played and how it has um, kind of impacted you now? Absolutely. Um, So it was definitely um, 
you know, a joint decision. My, my mom learned about homeschooling on the radio when I was very young, um, kind of like brought it up to my dad. They did research. They, you know, were fully on board together and like, yeah, let's try it. And at the time it wasn't even something that they probably thought we would do all the way through 12th grade. It was kind of like, Oh, we'll try it a couple years. If it works, then maybe we'll do it until high school you know, and then um, she'll go to public school or something. So they were always both very much on board. And my mom at the time was at home um, with me. So she was doing, like you said, the typical homeschool thing, moms being very involved and kind of driving um, that entire environment. My dad would kind of come in with his streams. He always helped if we got to like a math problem that was difficult. Um, He's also is an artist as well. So sometimes when he came home from work, we would do like art classes and everything. So that was generally pretty much kind of like our routine, so to speak. Um, I would say up until about seventh or eighth grade or so, um, my mom had a job that she worked from home most of my childhood growing up. So that was very great. And then 2008 happened. We know the entire economic crisis. My mom was laid off. So both of my parents were looking for work in different capacities. Um, And she was basically the first person who got a position. And so she was now outside of the home. And that's when my dad kind of um, took the reins, so to speak. And he was the one that was doing most of my homeschooling, I would say from about eighth grade through the rest of high school. Um, So that was a really great experience because obviously like with any set of parents, you know, they each have their own like strengths and things. So it was really, I think, important um, that he was there in that capacity. Um, there was certain, obviously, academic work that was a little more difficult, but I also think that was a really important time just as a young woman, like getting older, um, to have him there as part of my development. So um, for us, it was very much something that both of them, you know, kind of did equally. Um, and so I think that was great. And it was a very unique experience because most other homeschool students that I knew, it was pretty much them and their moms the entire time. Wow. It is definitely a unique experience. I think, you know, for parents who do have both parents in the mm-hmm. home, it's not uncommon for the dad to um, step in and show different concepts in a different way. That's probably, you know, what usually happens, but it's not always um, the dad being the primary instructor for a period Mm -hmm. of time. And so I think that the fact that you had the opportunity to experience that is awesome. Um, And I think that I'm sure people who are in our audience definitely have that non-traditional model. I know that it exists and I think it's is valued. So, um, you know, the dads who are out there homeschooling, you know, high five to you guys because I think that, you know, it's non-traditional, but it, it, it does impact your kids and it does matter. And so um, I loved hearing, you know, what you said about your dad and his, the role that he Absolutely. Played. And I do think that we should definitely give a hand to more dads, especially in the homeschooling environment, because they're not only their instruction, but their support and just their presence there in whatever capacity, like you said, whether they're stepping in for a few days or they are um, the main instructor. I think it's really it's really important that we we give a lot of a lot of support and shout outs to the dads because um, they just bring such an important element to the experience. They do, they do. So 
One of the things that you kind of touched on with your dad is that he was an Mm -hmm. artist. Do you think that um, the homeschool environment helped to nurture your creative process? And I, and I mentioned that because I, as a homeschooler, I see there's a lot of room for creativity Mm -hmm. um, in homeschooling more so than in a traditional environment where abstract things that can't be easily graded (laughs) are often overlooked. And I, and I love the creative side of it. And so, um, you know, can you kind of speak on that a little bit? Definitely. Yeah. I would say probably 100% that um, it definitely influenced my creativity because first of all, it just, the entire, the entire experience is very creative, right? Because you are, you're creating your own curriculums, your own experience. Um, it's, it's something where you are literally thinking out of the box, which is what creativity is all about in any aspect. Um, so I definitely think that it did. Um, we, we always were able to explore and to learn in ways that made material easier or more exciting for us. So if that meant, you know, that we um, went on a field trip in the middle of the day for something that um, might have been seen as pretty simple, like maybe my mom had to do something, um, I don't know, at a bank or somewhere else. But that was like a creative way to put into play what we might have just learned about government or about something in math. Um, So I think just that having that freedom to see the world as your teacher in different capacities and having the freedom to be curious and to experiment with different things and different ways of learning and not having to say, you know, well, this is the traditional thing. We're doing this particular art project or this particular science project. You know, we were always kind of um, experimenting and always doing things a little bit differently. And so I think having that kind of, foundation as a young child really does boost your creativity because when you are older and you get out into the real world and whether you're problem solving or whether you are trying to create something yourself you never feel that you're held to whatever standards or frameworks that we have in society you know that it's there and you try it but you also always know that you can find your own way to get to those answers or to get through that experience so I think that kids learn a tremendous amount of creativity, a tremendous amount of, of just freedom and self-discovery um, when they're homeschooling that typically isn't always fostered in traditional environments. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, you mentioned self-discovery and I, I'm smiling and I'm you know really excited about it because I think that is really the rare gem of mm-hmm. homeschooling. It's self-discovery and it's not just for the kid. <laughs> who's learning it's also for the parent like as a parent you learn so much about Mm -hmm. yourself your your patience your um, ability to communicate Mm -hmm. because you know to be able to teach or to guide someone and transfer your knowledge it's hard to do that unless you you have to learn creativity in order to do it for it to be um, picked up effectively and so um, I love that you mentioned self-discovery and you know you mentioned that you have a journalist mm-hmm. background. How did um, your, I guess, avenues of self-discovery kind of lay the groundwork and a pathway for you to go into journalism? Um, it did a lot because for me growing up, I 
I, I love to read. So I grew up in an environment where like my parents always had books and they were studying. Um, my dad had gone back to school when I was younger and I think kind of like seeing him studying, then I was like, well, I'm going to read. And I remember I used to just like pick up books and we have photos, like I was holding them upside down. I didn't know what was in them, but I was just making up stories. Um, so I would say maybe about like first or second grade, um, it could have been a little later than that, but I used to, I just love like making poetry. So whenever we had like English class, I love that. So I started writing poetry. Um, we had like a thesaurus from the library and I would just go there and I would just write down words. Like the library was my favorite place to go. And I think being in that environment, my family was really able to pick up on the fact that, you know, I loved words. I love stories. Um, there were so many things we had to create because obviously like you're not in a traditional school, so you don't have like clubs and things you could join. So I would get on the computer and say, you know, I want to have a school newspaper. And they were like, you know, go for it. And I would like write up articles about things that had happened um, during my week. So I think um, that really did give me kind of like the confidence and the encouragement to say like, Hey, go for it. And as I was getting older, I was realizing, Oh, I can go into journalism. I could be an author. Um, as I got a little older in high school, I really, um, saw that I liked film and photography as well. So all of that was kind of merging, which is what led into the whole like journalism and communications, um, idea. But I definitely think being in that environment where they were allowing me to discover and they were observing me, um, allow them to say, hey, you know, this is what she's good at. This is what she likes. This is what she's liked from the time she's seven and now she's 17 and she still likes it. So this means something. Um, I think all of that was a really important foundation to me having more direction once I went away and knowing, you know, even though my career and my interests will expand, obviously, as I grow as an adult, I've always known what avenue um, I wanted to be working in and I wanted to spend my time in. Awesome. That's really terrific because I think for me as a parent, I want to recognize my kids' abilities and I want to help push them and cultivate them and not necessarily say, hey, because I went this route, I want you to, you know, stay in the family <laughs> business yeah. um, because I came up <laughs> with this business, you know, and, and that's not it. I want my kids to recognize their unique mm -hmm. abilities and if you have an innate ability, try to, try to, you know, go as far as you can with that. Like, what can you do with it? Explore it, get to know it, um, mm -hmm. you know, just cultivate it, mold it, shape it. And so I think that homeschool does give you, it's not the only way to do it, but it does give you the freedom to help your kids cultivate their own abilities. It definitely does. And I would even, um, I would even say like to add to that, that I think, I think what's nice about it is that you can, because you're there with your kids and you are, are seeing, you know, what they're good at or what they're interested in, you can really tailor their, their school day to those things. And you can, um, how would I say it, probably speed up or slow down as they see fit. So a lot of times, you know, if there was something I was really interested in, um, you know, we might factor that into like a field trip or something. So if I, there was a time I was like obsessed with horses. And so we went to like a local, um, a local stable nearby and we did like a whole tour. So I think that's, what's really nice is that if parents are seeing something, you know, like your kid wants to be a scientist or something, there might be somewhere nearby that you can take them and incorporate that into their school day. If they are really, really great with, um, 
you know, I don't know, maybe math or something like that, you can obviously have them do more advanced work instead of like going through a system where they have to like get permission or something. So I think what was always nice is that if there was something that I was interested in, we always were able to incorporate that in some way or have me to explore it. Um, or if one thing I was moving a little faster in, maybe I was doing more advanced work in another area and then we would take our time somewhere else where I needed more attention. So I definitely think parents have the ability to, to really hone in on those things early instead of, you know, not being able to explore it in the classroom. Yeah, definitely. So my next question, like we've talked a lot about the flowery (laughs) stuff of homeschool, you know, like it's all roses and just great. Oh, I love homeschooling. And there really is a lot to value and enjoy about it. But every day is not a great day. And that's just the truth. Like there are some days that are difficult and, you know, I will use the word mm-hmm. hard. There are some days where homeschooling is hard. And so because you've been through it, um, how, you know, can you describe a hard day and what you did to kind of reverse that? And, you know, just for the families, because mm-hmm. every family isn't, you know, just thriving in the situation. Yeah. Like what, um, what can they do? Um So I can, yeah, I can definitely think about a whole lot of things that were frustrating, um, that were definitely frustrating for me as a student and probably as well as like thinking about my parents from their perspective. Um, So I will, I'll probably start off with just kind of like an easy thing in terms of, it's obviously frustrating at times, um, just thinking about the actual schoolwork itself. Um, I know for my mom, sometimes it could be stressful just trying to make sure that like she was hitting all the points. I was learning things, you know, that I needed to, to be prepared for life. Um, and obviously as I got older, it was frustrating at times because, you know, now she's got to go back and be like, okay, what was, what was algebra? What was calculus, you know, and all of those things. Um, and something that always helped. And I think that is important is that you really need, um, as a parent, a support system. So obviously, especially if it's like a two-parent household, that's a huge support. But I also think whether it's the support of other um, homeschool parents, um, other educators, anyone who can assist, um, because I think that it is a lot, you know, trying to do all of those things at once and making sure that you are um, explaining things well to your kids. Um, I was coming up at a time, it was a little bit, it was kind of pre-YouTube slash really early YouTube days, you know, now you're trying to figure out, you know, an algebra problem and you can just Google it and someone's sitting there on a whiteboard showing you. Um, So, but we didn't always have that, you know, growing up, we like, we really had to think things through Um, where my dad worked at the time where he was younger. Sometimes he would take a really hard problem and he would go ask like one of the engineers at his job and they would like help explain things. So all of those little things where you're pulling from people in your community are really important. Um, Obviously now, like I said, we have the internet, so that's a huge resource, but I think it's just important to know that you are taking on the responsibility of something that in a traditional environment would be, um, carried by a lot of people. Um, So I think as a homeschool parent, it's important to really be kind with yourself and to make sure that you are staying connected with people who can help you if you're getting to a point where you might feel frustrated or you might be worried that you're letting your student down. Just make sure that you're getting support through the areas that are difficult. Um, That would be my number one thing. 
Um, in terms of if I look at it from the perspective of like a student, days that were difficult for me was, you know, I might sit there and, you know, I wanted, I was playing sports, um, so I ran track and I played golf. So um, in our state where we lived in North Carolina, they don't allow students to play sports on local at local teams, you know, like at your local high school. Um, so for me growing up, there were all of those things, you know, if it's like, oh, I always wanted to like be on the school newspaper or I wanted to try out for the golf team or I want to go to prom. All of those things obviously are much different <laughs> when you're in a homeschool environment. So I know that as a student in those times when I was having a hard time just kind of figuring out like what my own social space was, um, I think it's really important that you allow your student to pursue things outside of whatever your traditional home routine might be um, so that they're able to still have those, you know, typical experiences growing up and whatever they're um, as a child or as a teen, whatever those kind of rites of passages are. I think it's really important that you are always keeping them in a place where they still feel valued and structured outside of that um, traditional environment because it can be really hard and it's hard as a student, you know, separating like parents who are playing so many different roles from principal to mom to dad to coach and all of those things. So I think it's really important to have good communication and boundaries and outlets um, so that everyone is able to stay in a healthy environment during those times when things can, can get a little challenging. Mm -hmm. That was a, a lot. And I think it was excellent um, that you, you talked about communication and boundaries and Reaching, reaching into your community as a resource and being open to allowing your kids to participate in other things that are outside of, you know, the traditional homeschool mm -hmm. environment. You're, um, you mentioned being in North Carolina and not being able to play sports mm -hmm. on a high school team. In our area, it's the same. We are, we are in Maryland and um, homeschool students don't get to participate in the local schools. In some places mm -hmm. they do. I know in Texas yes. they do. Um, and I think that for those students who can do both, that is really mm -hmm. awesome. Um, in my area, we actually have um, community centers. So a lot of the community centers are connected with the school and they're open to the community because it's our tax mm -hmm. dollars that go to help um, lower the cost of them. So it's really open to everyone. And so we do utilize those experiences in our house. So my kids have taken pottery, they've taken judo, they've taken That's so um, awesome. all, all different types of um, mm -hmm. classes with other kids who go to a traditional school, but they're with the community center and they're usually done later. Um, they've taken swimming. And so I think for me, being a person who did do a traditional school experience growing mm -hmm. up, I felt that it was important for them to, to have those same experiences with other mm -hmm. kids where I wasn't the facilitator, exactly. I wasn't the, the person involved. Like they, they had to learn how to kind of navigate the world without mom or dad right there with them. Sure, we would take them, but when we take them, we kind of just do our work mm -hmm. on the side and let them, um, you know, have a different instructor or just communicate differently and learn something away from us. And I think that's mm -hmm. important because it everybody's style, learning style and learning experiences are a little bit different. They really are. And I love you saying that because obviously, 
Um, there's so many different reasons that, that families choose this path, but overall, it generally does come from, you know, a, a, a very strong passion for fostering, creating an environment that's positive and that is beneficial to your child's growth. So it's always from a positive experience. And it, it's always important that you're balancing the fact that now that you have them in this, you know, very positive environment, building certain skills that you want them to learn without all of those distractions, it has to be balanced with an equal amount of time where they're able to, to go out into the world and actually use those skills and learn what's working and not working. So it's kind of like, you know, this, this area where we're here and we're developing things and then we're actually going out and seeing how they affect us and how they can propel us in society. And there always has to be a, an equal amount of that. Right. Right. So that kind of is a great segue into our our second to last question, and it's what would you tell a young homeschooler who doesn't see the value in the experience yet? So mm -hmm. like young elementary kids, they see all of their friends in the neighborhood going to um, school and you know, it wasn't necessarily a choice right. for them. You know, it's, it's very different if you went to a school and you said, hey, mom and dad are, you know, can, can you homeschool mm -hmm. me? But for the kid who was, you know, already thrusted into that environment and may not necessarily see the value in it, what would you tell them? That's a good question. That one really makes me think. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm taking myself back to those young days. I remember I would be like, oh, I'm going to ride the school bus one day. So it's like, what would young Candace still need it to hear? Um, I think that, I think something that I would tell them is, um, is that this is a such an instrumental part of your life because it it goes by fast and it's a foundational part of your life where a lot of your initial views on life um, and and values just in general are instilled and so every kid in the world is growing up in different environments. Some are in private schools, some are in public schools, some are at boarding schools away from their families. Some are homeschooled where they're with their families. Um, and this is literally just another choice and option um, that your parents have made, like all other parents have made, um, because they feel that this is the best choice for you and your future at this time. And it's a a time that you can grow and you can learn um, and not have some of the more challenging um, or negative experiences that can happen in other environments. Um, but at the end of the day, you are in a school process just like everyone else. And there are going to be ups and downs and things that you love about it and things that you hate about it. Um, but it's all a part of your process and your learning. Um, so I would just really help them to see that where you might feel so much different than everyone else, um, you're really not because everybody's lifestyles are different. Um, we just happen to look at, you know, what seems like the big picture in front of us. But I would just really focus in on that you are going through ups and downs, just like every other kid that's in school. So there's nothing that um, you're missing or going through that's necessarily harder um, than the kid next to you. Hmm. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is really terrific. So 
Um, my last question, I know you don't have kids yet, but would you be open to homeschooling if you um, were able to? I definitely would. And it's actually funny. It was something I was um, talking to my friend about the other day because I, when I grew up, um, I was like very aware of all of the reasons that we had chosen to homeschool. And I was thinking, okay, well, I'm obviously like going to have to do this to my kids because like this is, you know, pretty much like the best way. And then as I got older, I realized that obviously that's a choice that you have to make and that has to work for your family and their lifestyle. Um, and now I'm kind of like at this next stage in my life where I'm looking and like all of these things are happening in schools and like kids are being bullied. And I'm like, you better not ever say anything to my kid. And I'm like, I totally get why my parents did this now. <laughs> so it's kind of funny just even in my lifetime, like seeing how I've you know, all of my aspects, my perspectives have changed on it. Um, so I'm now at this time where I obviously would be completely comfortable homeschooling my kids. And I would also be completely comfortable sending them to any type of school. So I know that um, however my life will be at that time and society is will probably be the biggest determination um of whether or not I make that choice but I would I would be open to it either way I I will say that even if my kids were in a traditional school environment I know that I will definitely be involved because I think one thing that homeschooling teaches you is that you you have to be involved even if your kid is gone you know six eight nine hours a day um it's so important that you're involved not just in their personal development but that you are involved in their learning you know you can't let curriculums or any what anyone else is teaching your kid to just be it and not giving them context and not making sure that they're having good historical understanding and good motivation to what you know education really is so I know that regardless of what my family chooses to do um, I'm definitely going to be just as involved as as my family was for me Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> that makes me that makes me smile like, you know. I, I definitely want my kids to say that when they're older because the the way you describe that is really what this podcast is all about. Um, it's not just for homeschooling parents because I know that all parents don't have that yeah. choice. It's a privilege to be able it to is. homeschool and it's not something that everybody mm -hmm. is afforded. So I, I recognize that it's a blessing for my family and I know that when I decided to, with my co-host who isn't here today, when we decided to share this podcast, it was really to help parents understand the need for supplementing mm -hmm. their children's education. Because as parents, you've already taught your kids so much before you tend, you send them mm -hmm. to school. It's, when you send them, it's no reason to stop. You continue that process on just in a different way. And so this podcast is all about supplementing your kids' education with, you know, your own experiences and your own knowledge and things that you may come across as a parent. So the way you summed that up was just amazing. So thank you. Before we go, I want you to tell a little bit about your podcast and tell us how people can find you and tune in. Absolutely. Um, so my podcast is called uh, Meraki Mentors. I will spell that out shortly. Um, but it's basically um, an interview podcast um, with women who are either artists or they are working in some type of creative field. And um, the main idea is that art has always been a, a huge part of my life. And obviously, um, I feel that so many women are in the arts world, but 
are generally underrepresented when you think about museums and history books. So it's really just a way to kind of um, disrupt that idea and inspire other women, old, young, it doesn't matter, who are either pursuing their art professionally or just want to kind of know more about it. Um, so it's uh, Meraki is M-E-R-A-K-I, um, and then it's just mentors. Um, so you can find us, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and inter Instagram. So as soon as you type in Meraki Mentors, um, you'll find us, um, or you can just go to MerakiMentorsPodcast.com. Awesome. And we definitely will have that information in our show notes. So definitely check the show notes page on cleverlychanging.com to find out more. So before we go, I want you to share any um, final words just about um, homeschooling to either um, encourage or just to um, be informational, um, to give people information. But I think that what you shared so far was very eye-opening and it was touching, yeah. you know, for you to have such a well-rounded view of uh, both sides and that you really appreciate the sacrifices that your parents made as a parent. I, I appreciate it <laughs> listening to your perspective. <laughs> I think that's what all of our, you know, all homeschool parents want <laughs> to answer questions the way you did. So I think, I think you're definitely making your parents proud and, um, and it's been awesome just being able to hear. And the fact that your podcast, it sounds like it's so connected to um, your experience with your dad and, and your family, um, just the creative side of it and, you know, listening to others. And I think that um, homeschooling does give you that ability to listen to other people in a unique mm -hmm. way. And um, so what you're doing is a direct um, impact is, you know, it's, impacted by your life experiences in a unique way. And so, um, so I thank you. For well, that. thank you so much. It's always, um, it's just been a pleasure to, um, to talk about it. And it's, it's been a great experience for me because it's something that's just kind of always been a part of my life. So I don't always think about it that much, but being able to kind of like reflect and, and talk about it with someone, um, I think is great because it is being older now, I do see, you know, all the sacrifices that it was um, for my family and it has, I think made a world of difference. And so I definitely would just want any parents out there to know that, um, that it is worth the sacrifice on the good days, the bad days. Um, it's, it's something that you really can't take for granted spending that time um, with your family and to know that, you know, people may come up. We had a lot of people early on saying like, well, is she going to know enough and how will she get to college? And she's not going to be able to talk to people and stuff. And, you know, don't, don't allow those, those outside voices um, to stop what you know is important because there's so many of us, myself and other friends, and we are socializing and we have friends and we are living um, lives that are just like everyone else. So um, I just want to give that, that word of encouragement to families out there. Oh, that's <laughs> terrific. Um, and, I, and I say that because we didn't necessarily go into it um, about, you know, your journey to college is some, I've definitely done some podcasts on it before, but sometimes people are like, well, they, they'll just be stuck in life, you know, it's, 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 you know, but no person has had really the same linear experience. And I think people forget that. So when you go to college, 
everybody didn't have the same path. It wasn't all, you know, traditional schools. It's just everybody has a different path in life. And it, it makes up who you are, but it doesn't determine how you learn. Mm -hmm. And by talking to us today, you definitely prove that. And we'll have to have you on um, again in the future so that you can share your um, your college experience and just that, that transition and that journey. Because I know that mm -hmm. for um, parents, especially those with a type A personality where everything <laughs> has to be planned and you know, all the eyes put up, you know, and all the but, uh, teeth crossed and all that, you know, it, it can be hard to visualize the next step and the end journey. But for so many homeschoolers, they have taken that step and they have taken that journey. And it looks, it looks very similar to other people's who had different, you know, uh, traditional education. Mm -hmm. So, um, We'll definitely have to have you on again because you do have a wealth of knowledge about something that many of us are just now embarking upon. So um, thank you for your time and your words of wisdom. Um, we definitely appreciate it listening to well, you. Well, thank you so much for having me, Elle. I enjoyed this so much.